0: caleb yes i've been noticing lately you know the past few episodes that you've really really been hitting these cold opens you know you've been getting them you've been getting them good you've been doing a (laughs) lot of cold opens i have not done any for a little
1: while you know i like to think of it as a team effort you know we're all we're all in this together um well
0: forget that this is my cold open and now i'm i'm retaking control i've got all the power in this cold open and it's mine you
1: feel it i so is this the cold open that you're taking back control yeah there's no jokes
0: no just me on a power trip play the music Welcome to Just Super, where we analyze, criticize, and otherwise size up superhero fiction. No story is off-limits, and no medium is safe.
1: I'm Cordell, the guy in charge. And I'm Caleb, the guy that apparently was in charge of cold opens and has now been dethroned? Yeah, call me the Usurper, because you just got serped. I mean, if we're gonna go with- like, the only- the only time I've ever seen Usurper- in my life, is in Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, because you have Zant, the Usurper King, you know? I never, never played Twilight Princess. Why is it that, okay, this is like, quick pause, don't, like, we're not editing this out, but this is like a discussion in the podcast. Welcome to a podcast within a podcast, Caleb is curious, why do I have the most weird not niche but just weird references that I pull out because you're not like other girls that's right listeners I Caleb Burley am not like other girls
0: you're like six seven and have a beard
1: (laughs) I'm six foot six and have some shadow and a dope mustache I do have long hair though yeah yeah so definitely not like other girls not like other girls yeah i don't know the answer
0: what are you asking me
1: for but i i don't know i figured you know we've been pretty close friends and you know you kind of like pick on me for making references that to I like primus's greatest hit album and
0: i'm just saying other such
1: things you cannot
0: ask the question why am i so different and weird without sounding like you shop at hot topic
1: that's fair and I don't shop at Hot Topic. I shop at clearance outlet malls.
0: Cuz you're not like other girls. I'm not like other girls. Like I'm vintage, I'm different. Right?
1: No one I, gets
0: it. Like I don't I don't do sports. I read.
1: Listen, I'm not like other girls. I own the Animal Cro- Animal Crossing exclusive Switch.
0: Yeah, not like not like other yeah. girls. See, that's just how you sound when you ask me that question. So I can't give you a good answer. Uh, I because... hate
1: that I accidentally sounded like that. Yeah. Uh, and now the episode's canceled. Nope.
0: Everybody in the whole world, well, like the 11 people who might listen, will get to hear you being cringy. Ah! Uh, a cringe. Caleb, introduce us to who you brought to the table this episode. Maybe you can redeem right. the cringe.
1: Maybe. Probably not, though, no. because my character is from brr, Hellboy, uh, but it's not actually Hellboy. We're talking about Abe Sapien. Yeah, Hellboy would be I a am. big
0: character episode.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so real world origin of Abe Sapien. He was created along with Hellboy in 1994. Oh, wow. By Mike Mignola. And it was in the first. Uh, specifically abe sapien's first appearance was in hellboy seed of destruction wow just like the most most hellboy name ever you know yeah like seed of destruction yeah
0: that's about as hellboy as hellboy 2 the golden army i've only seen the movies
1: i you know what i'm gonna say it the first movie pretty dang good i think the second movie's still pretty dang good i like the hellboy movies I never saw the second movie, so I will not voice opinions at this time. Worth watching. Um, I have not
0: seen the David David Harbor Hellboy though, but I have not heard any news or any thoughts on it, which makes me think it's kind of forgettable.
1: Fair. You know, I get told I look like David Harbor.
0: You kind of do. You All know, right. like David
1: Harbor. Come on the show. David
0: Harbor, come on the show. Caleb, you. I feel like you look like yeah. David Harbor in like the beginning of Stranger Things season one when he's like hungover and stepping out of his like trailer and having a having a drag
1: on his porch you're you're that david harbor jokes on you i'm not hungover all right the origin of abe sapien uh when he was born his name was not abraham which threw me off at first i was like what he's a fish person older name?
0: than history
1: his name is langdon everett call wait what he was born Yeah, Langdon Everett Call.
0: Wait, is he not a discovered, like, missing link? Was he a dude that mutated?
1: Yes. Are you kidding me? Oh, no, bud. We're going to get into it. I know nothing about Abe. He was born in the mid-19th century. Uh, There wasn't an exact date, but most people speculate somewhere in the 1860s to early 1870s. Uh, he got involved with this society called the Own Society, which was an occult organization who believed in life and all knowledge came from the sea. Hint, hint. Um, that's very, uh, Lovecraftian, and that tends to be a theme in Hellboy. Hellboy is um, straight up Lovecraftian superheroes, and it's just awesome. It's so good. But then he, uh, was kind of like traveling around and they were like, We're gonna try and combine you with a fishman and make you the ultimate being. And then on the day that Abraham Lincoln was assassinated, Abraham Lincoln came over and checked him out and was like, Hmm, this is interesting. And then Witten got shot and then uh in nineteen seventy eight they found Abe sitting there in a like pod basically that was uh slowly transforming him into a fish man and he could not remember anything
0: wait wait that's a whole lot yes but wait so were they trying to combine him with a fish or
1: a fish man they were trying to combine him with elements of a fish okay so and they succeeded and then he was just in like cryo sleep until the 70s pretty much he was in cryo sleep until 1978 in an abandoned laboratory uh underneath a washington dc hospital and then some people were exploring and they're like oh we found this dude let's try and wake him up and then they did the name abe sapien comes from the type of fish that he was combined with which the second name of that was sapien and the last person he remembered seeing abraham lincoln So Abe Sapien.
0: I know that Hellboy is a very wild kind of comic with very, very wild premises. But this whole origin really pushes
1: my suspension of disbelief. Oh, we're going to get to that. Okay. The powers and abilities for Abe Sapien. Agility. Superhuman agility. He heals really fast. Immortality. Intellect leadership which is just like a good leadership ability. Uh Yeah, he, he can really
0: unite a team and work on spreadsheets. Yeah.
1: I mean for real. Uh he is an extremely good marksman, he is psychic, he can use psychometry, he has extreme stamina, he's a submariner which means he can breathe underwater. That one's pretty obvious. He can see in darkness up to like pitch black cuz like, he's, he's underwater stuff. Cuz he's underwater stuff. Uh, He is super strong. He has telepathy and he is a master of over 48 weapons. Awesome. Yeah. So all of those powers did not intrigue me for th- what is coming next, because next up is <laughs> just super size corner.
0: That was that was a lot. I liked it.
1: Cordell, for this week on Just Super Science Corner, I took the reins and I asked the question that no one else is willing to ask. Is Abe Sapien possible?
0: Do you want me to answer or are you going to answer?
1: I want to I hear your initial answer based off the things you know. Well, in how I
0: originally understood Abe Sapien to be like this fish man that was really ancient and just discovered like he was a missing link i was like okay that could be that could be fairly logical i don't i don't think current a that i now learned is his actual origin of just being some dude who got fishified Mm -hmm. i don't think it's possible without like heavy genetic tampering like like er like eugenics kind of genetic tampering
1: well, guess what? That's what I had to look into. Welcome to the Just Super Science Corner, where this week we look into some of the science behind eugenics, but not the crappy parts, just the parts that people actually talk about while ignoring the extremely bad undertones. What, you mean that uh,
0: one kind of person is inherently better than another?
1: Yeah, we're just talking about the the gene-altering part. Yeah, the fun part, the sci-fi part. Yeah, so let's not focus on the other parts right now. So, is Ape Sapien possible? Kinda, sorta, yes. Gene splicing and the combining of DNA is 100% possible. We've done it before, and it's possible to even make uh, animals portray behaviors and characteristics of other totally different species. Hmm. Uh, For example uh we have made goats produce spider silk out of their uh follicles instead of goat fur What? We have wait, wait, made wait, no, mice no, stop. Yeah, tell me more. I just looked up what have we done with gene splicing and that was an example that it came up with. But yes, we have we have basically taken elements of spider genetics and combined it with the hair growth gene in um goats and if you feed them a very specific diet along with the g ge- like that genetic you will get spider silk holy
0: crap tell me more so, about everything
1: we have taken mice and combined jellyfish DNA in with it to make them glow under uv radiation wow it gets even more wild we've done that same thing that we did to mice with humans what It is possible to make a human glow under UV radiation. Now, it all depends on what the composition of the genetics are. And to put it frankly, if the bits and bobs kind of line up genetically speaking.
0: Oh, yeah. Like you roll the dice on whether or not they've even got the setup that
1: could let you do it. So that led to my next question. Does this mean fish people are possible? As possible as any other kind of people, I guess. Well, for this example, I picked. I, I did a lot of research. I actually like looked into this. The most genetically similar fish to a human is the zebra fish. Okay. So I took the zebra fish. It is seventy percent share genetic makeup to a human. That is less than some fruits. It's less than some fruits, but if you have seventy percent and seventy percent. 70% of 70% is 49%. So if you eliminate all other variables, like you say that you have the perfect doctor, the perfect outcome, you do everything perfectly, and you combine a zebrafish DNA with a human DNA as like a fetus, like not an out-of-the-womb human. I'm sorry to all of our listeners who wanted fish powers, but you cannot do that. And Cordell, I know you want to, fish powers i'm i'm sorry but i
0: just don't want to be scared of the ocean anymore
1: but there is a if you combine everything perfectly with a fetus you have a 49 percent chance of having a fish person form the other 51 is that they die and nothing yeah. happens so,
0: wh- so where do you get the 49
1: yeah. percent from so 70 percent Composite seventy percent genetic similarity for the zebrafish Mm -hmm. and seventy percent genetic similarity for the human, and if you basically multiply those together, you are increasing the odds that it's going to mess up because you have seventy percent of seventy percent interacting. Because if any Um, one
0: percent of the thirty is in there, it's not going to
1: work. Exactly. Gotcha. So that so you when you do seventy and seventy percent wise it kind of combines to a 49 percent um which is really funny. when you realize that 49 is seven squared yeah like percentages are neat sorry percentages are neat but the other thing that that takes into account and i'm just like restating this because i want to be clear that is assuming that all other variables are removed that's like perfect setup perfect everything so Is Abe Sapien possible under extremely, extremely specific conditions? Maybe. So so
0: there's a chance I don't have to keep living in fear of the ocean? Cordell, you should be
1: living in fear of everything. This has been the Just Super Science Corner, where we put sense into nonsense and fear into Cordell. And spider silk
0: on goat hair? Yeah, man, dude, science is crazy.
1: That's why we did this segment. You ever
0: seen where they graft human ears on the backs of mice?
1: I don't like it. It's very upsetting to look at. It really is. What's next? So now, what's next is the team affiliations. Uh, he's affiliated with BPRD, which is like the main the Hellboy team. group. It's the Hellboy group. Family tree. We don't know much about his parents. Uh, he was married to a woman named Edith Howard, and she died. And, I mean, amorous entanglements, it's Edith Howard. That's it.
0: He's a faithful fish man.
1: He's a faithful fish man. And boy.
0: I imagine dating is hard when you uh, are fish. It's not as easy as not, Shape of not, Water wants you to believe.
1: I was about to say, not in Shape of Water. All right, retcons. Uh, there's none. No retcons to go over. Really? Way to yeah. go, Hellboy continuity team. Hellboy continuity team, way to go. So, wait, is, is uh, that... Do you
0: think that's Hellboy is just a really well-written series of comics? Or do you think that Abe has just not been tampered with?
1: I think a little bit of both. Okay. I, I think there may be, when we get to Hellboy himself, we might find some retcons. But, uh, I mean, there's no way of knowing that currently. Yeah. Hellboy fans, reach out. Let us know. Yeah, please do, honestly. Now, what is Abe Sapien's coolest moment? He killed Rasputin with a harpoon. Yeah. If you don't, if you haven't, you know, read into Hellboy or looked in, Rasputin is one of the main villains uh, in a few different arcs. And
0: he's like the real life Rasputin, but made fictional, right? Yeah. Like he, the whole, oh, he was so hard the to mad kill. Monk Rasputin of Russia. just straight up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The mad monk of Russia
0: the lover of the russian queen
1: yeah they put some poison into into wine. Wine. <laughs> 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 cut, cut, copyright cut we can't oh, are okay. we gonna
0: get sued is Boney no, m gonna for come that,
1: for us not not for that short of a thing that's fine we just can't go very long bony m come on the show oh the my whole gosh. band <laughs> get on here we love you guys now So he killed Rasputin because Rasputin was holding Hellboy and his wife, Edith Howard, hostage.
0: Wait, she made it to the modern day?
1: Yeah, she made it to the modern... They met in the modern
0: day. Oh, I thought she was, like, his 18th century wife, and I was like, no, that's not how that
1: works. No, they made it... They met in the modern day, and there's just, like, this scene where they're trying to fight Rasputin, and Rasputin ties up Edith Howard and ties up Hellboy and... Very much like another hero that I really love. Abe Sapien gets really single minded and says no and grabs a harpoon and kills Rasputin. Did he come back to life? It's Rasputin. You can't kill him. Yeah. So it's really annoying. Now, we've that tried. also kind of we've tried. We've tried to kill Rasputin. I myself like... But Brett, no, no, no! Get out of here! No, no Rasputin! Rasputin! I, get the knife! Get, get the knife!
0: And the poison! And no. the gun! And the river!
1: Get him! All I have is a
0: spoon! Get him!
1: Oh, oh, no, oh, no, Stay down! Thank
0: goodness he's dead again. I give him
1: 20 minutes. All right, got him. Now, that gets into the lamest moment. Abe Sapien overall is very single-minded and does not think very far ahead. Uh, In other words, like I've been told occasionally and like I'm sure Cordell has been told occasionally and like I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been told at least once in their life, Abe Sapien is too smart for his own good. Yeah, that happens. And And that's not like a necessarily horrible thing, but it leads to very lame moments where he cannot get outside of his head and think outwardly, if that makes sense. Which is fine. It's just it gets kinda lame. Yeah, it's just it's just everybody's got bad character traits, and that's just one of his. Uh live action adaptations. Doug Jones played him in the Hellboy movies. Doug Jones, the unsung hero of the comic movie. It's all I'm gonna say. Just he's great. Look into him if you don't know who he is. He's wonderful. Cordell Yeah. Was Abe in the Infinity Saga? Hmm. What? Hmm. You know, he could. mm, Hmm. No. No, because he's a Dark Horse Comics character, so we don't. Yeah. It's a sad time. But, personal analysis wise, does Abe Sapien live up to his potential? Yeah! I mean most of the hellboy characters do in my opinion they do a very good job of like going wild at all times and what would I see love to see for Abe retire he's old
0: that's our answer for a lot of characters is just be done It really
1: is well and it's not like I and like it's not like retire as like stop making him a character for me generally when I say retire it's I want to see the character be old again I wanna see the character be old and not be action-oriented. Yeah, like let them have peace. Right, like I wanna see Wolverine become the begruntled professor that everyone kind of hates to deal with.
0: Begruntled. I like that. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. That's all I that's all I have for uh good old Abe. Well, neat. I liked it.
0: I thought he was yeah. I thought he was a fun character. Really blew me away that he was just some dude. And not, not a, yeah. not an ancient uh, missing link.
1: I, I think in the movie they made him kind of an ancient missing link that's, type thing. Yeah,
0: they definitely did, because that's what I thought about him.
1: Yeah, but comics-wise, no, he is just a dude. Just a dude. Just a dude who got fished. Just a dude who got fished. Boom.
0: If you catfish Abe Sapien, it means something very different.
1: I did not enjoy you saying that out loud. Well, you know what else you're not going to enjoy? It's time for Not
0: Super.
1: Super, super,
0: super. The segment where we talk about literally anything else. Caleb, which food is more versatile, both as an ingredient and a meal, eggs
1: or potatoes? Um, potatoes. Explain. Uh, I mean, depending on what type of potato you have, uh, if we're assuming not sweet potatoes, but like the potato ideal, uh, you have so many different varietals of potato then because you still have fingerling potatoes, you have your high starch potatoes, your low starch potatoes, also known as waxy potatoes, and they all serve such a different functionality that it's hard to kind of limit what they can do. I mean, think about some of the greatest recipes involving potatoes. You have french fries, tater tots. Those two right there are similar, but still so completely different. Baked potatoes, baked potatoes, chips, pumped fronts. You have Hasselback potatoes, Hassleback potatoes mashed potatoes, potatoes, mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes, loaded mashed potatoes, a twice baked potato. The whereas eggs, there is a lot of versatility, but a lot of the things that it's added for as an ingredient, you don't taste the egg ideally. Yeah. Like, if you add an egg to a cake, you don't taste the egg. It's more there for that. And so I think versatility-wise, I'm going to go with the thing that I can taste more, and that's going to be the potato.
0: But potatoes are ingredients in far less things than eggs. Potatoes are whole foods. Like, you'd like, oh, yeah, let me eat a potato. More often, you'll say, let me eat an egg. But ingredient-wise, potatoes are, they don't hold a candle to all the things you put eggs in.
1: True, but I think we have to give extra points to potatoes for how many things it can do on its own without addition, other than, like, basic seasoning.
0: I think you're being really rude to all the wonderful breakfasts eggs have provided you.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Trust me. I am an egg-loving boy i love eggs love eggs a scrambled mm. fried sunny and side even, up? like the varieties yeah Ooh. well i'm more of an over medium type fan that's a fair. little bit of like a jammy yolk not quite a runny i yolk. love it
0: runny because you scoop that sucker up with toast
1: fair but yeah i i personally think it's i would vote potatoes but i i i think eggs if anything it's a tie that's fair honestly yeah
0: i think in terms of sheer number of Standalone foods? Potatoes. In terms of ingredient, eggs, but they're both just so wonderful and part of a well-balanced breakfast. Yeah. This was not super, where now I'm hungry. I'm also wildly hungry. Oh, man. You know what I'm gonna eat for lunch? What? I am gonna eat a whole lot of mini corn dogs. I am so jealous. Dinner's for cooking, lunch is for microwaving. Cordell, who did you bring to the table this week? Caleb, I brought the villain from the once-hit TV show Heroes. I brought Siler. Okay,
1: okay. I I enjoy Heroes as a show, so...
0: So, for anyone who might not know, Heroes was a TV show written by Tim Kring, and it ran from 2006 to 2010, and Siler was the main antagonist for the majority of the series. As far as his origin goes, his real name is Gabriel Gray, and he was the son of a watchmaker, and his mother spent his upbringing constantly telling him that he was special and deserved more in life. Then, after meeting with an evolutionary researcher named Chandra Suresh, and being told that he wasn't, in fact, as genetically special as he had hoped, Gabriel stole information for a telekinetic man named Brian Davis. He then invited Davis over to his shop where he was, like, talking with him, and he finally came to realize that the origin of Brian's power and all people's powers was in the brain. After realizing that, Gabriel killed Brian, tore open his noggin, examined his brain, and figured out how to copy his power, now gaining telekinesis, and he took the name Siler after a watch brand that he had liked. And from there, his general trajectory is uh, being a really, really formidable and scary serial killer who kills people and steals their powers in an effort to feed his insatiable hunger to know more and to be more powerful.
1: Yeah. And, like, this show, honestly, from a person who has seen every episode... Oh, yeah. Watch the first two seasons and then stop.
0: Yeah, there's... This is the sad thing about Heroes, and we'll talk about it a lot as we talk about Siler and really any other characters from the show.
1: I think we have Claire coming up at some point. We
0: might. We'll probably talk about the show a fair amount. And if you want to have us watch this show, maybe, maybe... Let us know. Yeah, tell us if that interests you. We could watch the show and, like, give you our thoughts on the episodes. It's kind of a movie review thing, but for TV. Let us know what you yeah, think.
1: I'd be okay with that.
0: Anyway, the show struggled deeply, deeply, deeply with the writer's strike in 2008
1: which i i i'm gonna put a caveat in here the writer's strike in 2008 was extremely good for the industry on a whole yes uh just not in that moment yeah um and if you ever listeners if you ever like notice that tv shows are suffering and here there's a writer's strike it is probably because the writers are not being treated well and so they are striking for good purposes uh, that is just a blanket statement to say that, uh, just super is pro writer strike 2008.
0: Yeah, it, it needed to happen, but heroes as well as many other shows suffered from it because the whole, they had a whole third part of the third season that they had planned out and then they had to scrap it. So the show's quality severely dropped. Yeah. And then it never quite managed to pick itself back up. But the first first season is killer. The second season is still pretty strong. It gets You get diminishing returns on quality after that, but it's mm-hmm. worth looking into if you can. Anyway, Siler's base power is what the show calls intuitive aptitude, meaning that he has the innate ability to understand how things work, and he can use that ability to literally examine someone's brain and figure out how their power functions, and then make his mind work like that to replicate their power.
1: So basically, Siler is just MacGyver, but evil and super.
0: Siler's whole power is, I'm really good at figuring stuff out, and yeah. I'm a sociopathic killer. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that ability has let him acquire other powers... And that was his whole character was, I'm going to get as many as possible. So over the course of the show, he has gotten several powers at various points, including telekinesis, kinetic energy projection, cryokinesis, enhanced memory, liquefication, enhanced hearing, precognition, induced radioactivity, rapid cellular regeneration, alchemic transmutation, psychometry, sound manipulation, electric manipulation, lie detection, thoughtography, shape-shifting, disintegration, flight, and empathy. <sighs> Empathy is
1: a superpower.
0: Don't even get me started. Because they, and I'll talk about this more in retcons, later in the show, they were like, Siler, your power can work without you having to kill people. If you can just empathize with them and understand them as a person, you can copy their power.
1: Okay, that wasn't, Mm. it was hinted at in like season one, though. Was it? Yeah. Think about Peter's powers. Well, w- Peter could copy if he was nearby, and then he learned how to, like, get them early on. And so, like, there was an obvious, like, parallel of Siler and Peter.
0: Yeah, but they were very specifically and intentionally different.
1: And fair, fair. I think I'm thinking, I think I'm, like, trying to connect two things that don't actually connect. Sorry. Yeah.
0: And I mean, here's the thing that you actually bring attention to really well, that once again, I'll talk more in retcons. This revelation did not come until the show started trying to redeem Siler as a character, which is, again, we'll talk about it in retcons. Team Affiliations. He worked for a group called The Company. Very creative. And he did that for a little while. They basically hunted down people with superpowers who were dangerous, and they, they were that kind of group. Family Tree. Siler has a mom and dad, obviously, but it's revealed in the show that his uncle is actually his dad and his dad is his uncle and that he never knew his biological mom. And it turns out his uncle, who was his dad, has the same power and was also a serial killer back in the
1: day. And that's how I'm my own grandpa. <laughs>
0: if you haven't heard that song, look up My Own Grandpa. It's a pretty fun song. <laughs> <laughs> Amherst Entanglements uh kind of L Bishop and Maya Herrera but honestly kind of i don't know if they should really count if you look no. on a wiki they count but uh no. he definitely killed L and tried to kill Maya at several occasions he never really had a real relationship it was it wasn't even very amorous it was just like hey i'm going to pretend to be good so i can get close to you and kill you yeah that's like calling Which- ted bundy's victims his significant others. Lovers. Yeah. That's very weird.
1: Uh it's it's not great to list out its amorous entanglements.
0: Yeah, all the web but I'm saying if you get on Heroes Wiki and stuff, they will list L and Maya as relationships and that's just not accurate.
1: It's re- it's really uh, and kind of weird okay.
0: of you Heroes Wiki. That's weird.
1: Yeah. Heroes Wiki Pay for your sins. Pay for your sins. Get get
0: Therapy Heroes Wiki.
1: Also fix your formatting. It's wild.
0: Yeah, your wiki is just not good. Like Hellboy Wiki? Tight. Good. I I love a good, well-made fan wiki. Especially because if I'm gonna have to deal with all these ads to read about this stuff, I'm glad that you're at least formatting it well. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Retcons. The whole getting powers through empathy thing is totally totally a retcon to try to make him redeemable
1: it is and it gets at something that it actually gets at something that i don't like which is trying to make your villains redeemable. oh yeah
0: if your villain isn't there are villains who can very well be redeemed zuko from avatar is an yeah. excellent ad- example and even to a little bit negan in the walking dead if you've seen any of the later seasons it it can be done But golly, does it have to be earned? And Siler's, to me, never
1: felt sensical or like it was actually earned. Yeah. (gasps) Cordell, oh no. What? It's been 20 minutes since we killed Rasputin. He's back. I'm hitting him with a coat hanger. Oh, Rasputin, dang it. (sighs) Dang it, Rasputin. Why did you say 20 minutes earlier? I don't Uh. know. I didn't realize we'd keep recording for that long. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Okay, he's dead. (sighs) Ugh. He keeps coming around my place asking for money and I have to just kill him. Right? That's all you can do. Okay? If, if, listeners, if Rasputin shows up at your door and asks for money, you have permission to kill him by the law. I am now the mayor of Just Super and I'm saying it's illegal.
0: Can I be the sheriff?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's more like one of those towns where the sheriff and the mayor are on the same footing. Not like...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Like, the sheriff and the mayor have this long-standing rivalry that has shaken the town to its core.
1: But they get lunch every Tuesday at the local diner.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, they're they're frenemies to the extreme, and they kill Rasputin all the time. So y'all get in there and kill him. Get in there and kill Rasputin? It's really a rite of passage. <laughs> all just super fans have to kill Rasputin. He comes around, get him. Get him real good. This show is anti-Rasputin. <laughs> The mad monk needs to stop. I just, (laughs) when his drinking and his lusting and his hunger for power became known to more and more people, the demands to do something about this outrageous man became louder and louder.
1: Anyway, but yeah, the empathy with Siler, I agree with you. It's not great. And like trying to make your villains, (sighs) trying to make your villains like relatable is. (sighs) It's tricky. It's tricky, and most of the time, it does not work.
0: Yeah, because there's, oh, hi, I'm relatable because I'm a person, and you can understand me a little bit, even if you can't accept what I'm doing, and I should not be doing these things. You can understand that I'm a human, and you get my motivations. That is usually the best you can do for a villain, Mm -hmm. but to say, hi, I'm a sociopathic serial killer, I feel bad about it, and now I'm a good guy. Because I don't have to kill yeah. to get powers. It's it's lazy, it's dumb, and I hate it. Yeah. And unfortunately, this is going to come back up again in two sections when I talk about lamest moments, but I'll keep it concise Oh, there. no. Coolest okay. moment, though. It's a little bit hard to call a serial killer awesome. So I'm going to say it like this. For the first couple seasons of Heroes, Siler is one of the scariest and most effective villains I've ever seen on TV.
1: I agree with that. I think there is one... In a series I'm watching currently, that I would put above Siler. I
0: mean, he's not the end all be all, but what are you watching?
1: Yeah, I'm watching My Hero Man.
0: Oh yeah, My Hero has so many good villains, y'all. If you are, if you're even kind of interested in anime, My Hero Academia is the way in, and boy howdy, is it just one of the best shows I've ever seen.
1: It it's very well done. I was hesitant going in, but it is very well. It done. is
0: worth the ride. But yeah, Siler is a super well written villain for the very beginning of the show before they were like, ah, yeah, you could totally be a good guy because the fans really like you.
1: I wonder I wonder how much of that was studio like executive involvement versus writer's choice.
0: Yeah, I do, too, because you don't often like it's rare that you get the inside scoop on why these things happen but i can only think that someone somewhere in the process said people love siler let's make him good
1: yeah yeah
0: and that's just not a good reason to do that it's not so for lamest moment again hate the way he becomes a quote-unquote good guy by the end of the show writers stick to your guns like in in heroes reborn the sequel series that only lasted a season You learn that he's helping save captured superhumans with Peter Petrelli and Mohinder Suresh. He is working with them to save people because he's a good guy now,
1: Which, which like if you take the actual like first few seasons of Heroes, not Heroes Reborn, that does not exist. We ignore that. Peter would not work with Siler. It does not work. Mohinder would not work with Siler. That's not good. Writers, stick to your guns. Yeah. I'm never going to make writers pay for their sins because, like, that is a specific thing. Like, I sympathize a lot with writers, but stick to your guns. We've made a
0: lot of writers pay for their sins.
1: We've made a lot of writers pay. Well, only DC. Well, here's.
0: New 52. It is one thing to, like, take a bold choice and not have it pan out, it's another thing to pander and to rewrite and to do dumb stuff. So there's a difference. Like, writers can pay for their sins of just not having a spine, but I will forgive a bold choice that doesn't
1: work. Agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed.
0: Siler doesn't feel like a bold choice. It feels like, oh, I don't like that this character I like is bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Agreed.
0: So yeah, that's lame. Live action adaptations, his whole character... Yeah. Like, it's not really an adaptation. He's just live action. Played by Zachary Quinto, who is fantastic. Uh, and it was kind of before Zachary Quinto was, like, a guy in name. Star Trek. So.
1: I adore Zachary Quinto. Oh, yeah. So much. Great actor.
0: Love me some Zachary Quinto. Caleb. Dan. Yeah. Was Siler in the Infinity Saga?
1: Let's see. If you, if you carry the two. Yeah, always, always then, carry the two. And then. That adds the... Divide by seven. Um, no. Correct. Thank you.
0: Personal analysis. Does Siler live up to his potential... Yes, and then no.
1: (laughs) Is this going to fall under the depending on the writer clause? No,
0: this falls under the decline of a series clause.
1: Ooh, a new clause. A new clause.
0: Because some characters are incredible in the beginning, and then as the series loses its way, they also lose their way and stop living up. But in the beginning, Siler lived up. He was scary. He always scared me when he came on the screen. He was so good until the series declined, and then he got less good. He got watered down and played out. So, like, in the beginning, absolutely. Toward the end, n- absolutely, no. not absolutely. not What would we love to see for them? Nothing. Nothing at all. They should have given him a good villain's death and moved on with no redemption arc, but, uh, can't change the past, so just don't- don't- don't bring heroes back again.
1: Let it die. Yeah, let it die. Let it die! Let it die! Let it shrivel up and die! Okay, side uh, note
0: real quick, again, about heroes and the nature of writing and whatnot. Do you know the original plan for heroes, Caleb?
1: I don't, but I feel like we could do a different episode over, like, heroes and-
0: Well, no, I just... Just a real quick thing, because... Yeah. We don't currently have an episode type where we just discuss a thing as a whole, but Heroes was originally going to focus on a different cast of characters every season.
1: That would be so cool. It was going to
0: rotate, and each season it would give you a whole new group of people discovering their powers and coming together for whatever their season's thing was.
1: That would be so good. I like that. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But after seeing how popular his characters were... Tim Kring changed his mind and decided to keep the show focusing on them. Wow. Okay. So, mm-hmm. I... Just a quick thing about integrity again. Like, it's one thing to just change your mind about what you want for a project, but... Mm-hmm. That would have been so cool. Like, American Horror Story, but for superheroes. Yeah. So, like, stick to your guns. Caleb, between Abe Sapien and Siler... Who would win in a fight?
1: It depends on one factor.
0: What's the factor?
1: Are we talking Siler post him accruing powers or base form Siler?
0: Post him accruing fa- powers because if you if you were to do that then you'd have to say Abe before learning how to fight and before learning weapons.
1: Then then I don't like to just root against my characters I think it's gotta go Siler.
0: Right? The dude is too strong.
1: Yeah. it It's not a fair fight at that point. Now, if we were doing, like, Abe Sapien post-learning a little bit and Siler pre-power accrual... Abe's got him. Abe's got him. But to put both of them at their best and put them against each other, Siler's got it. Yeah,
0: because... I mean the first power Siler picked up was telekinesis, which I will say this till the day I die. A real villain with telekinesis just snaps necks without thinking. Without hesitating. Yeah. So, Abe's dead. He's a dead fish walking.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cordell guesses a picture. That's right, it's a different theme song.
0: That is going to haunt my nightmares.
1: That's, this is the part of the show where I send Cordell a kind of a zoomed in cropped picture. Last week we had a good guess from Shoston, but unfortunately no one was correct. The correct answer for last week's was Loki. Uh, so that is that Cordell gets two questions to kind of narrow the field a little bit before he guesses, uh, who this character might be. Cordell... It is up to you. Okay, so I'm not touching my phone after last week's fiasco.
0: We're seeing a green shape <laughs> again, but this one's got a, a theme. This one's got a lot of yellow accents, and they're zigzaggy, kind of lightningy. So there are a couple characters that immediately pop to mind, and the issue is this design has been used a lot. This kind of thing is not super uncommon. So there are. a couple possibilities coming to mind i'm gonna start with a, a basic question to start us off with is this marvel
1: it is marvel
0: okay so based on that okay i've got the next question does this character have electricity powers
1: yes indeed he does
0: okay okay now i could really mess this up because there's so many ways to get this wrong i want to say electro i want to but i really don't know I, I can only remember Jamie Foxx as Blue Electro, so I'm having a hard time thinking about comics. Ugh.
1: Caleb, is it Electro? Is Cordell right? Is Cordell wrong? You guys will figure out next week, but Cordell will figure out in just a few minutes, and this has been Cordell Guesses a Picture.
0: I'm so upset.
1: Anyway, listener
0: mail, still none. I was really riding high that one time we got an email. Shostan really made my life and then fell out of the picture for me.
1: Shostan makes my life every
0: week. If you got anything to say, any input, any critiques, any advice, let us know. You can email us at justsuper616 at gmail.com. You could follow us on Twitter at justsuper616. You could follow Caleb Burley. Me. Yeah, I I couldn't think of any kind of superlative for you. At awkward from 1997, and you could follow Cordell Hutchison, me, you, Soldier Boy Tellum at Cordelicious.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Just Super. Uh, I think it's been a great one, and thank you to the one and only Haley Northington. You can visit her Red Bubble account at.
0: Oh heck, let me pull it up. I didn't. Oh man. Oh, nards. Um, LittleLight97.redbubble.com
1: To check out lots of different art and things. Uh, I don't think we have any of our art up there yet for our podcast, but we may look into doing Yeah, that could that. be fun. Uh, but yeah, if you're interested in superheroes, she's got some stuff. If you're interested in Magic the Gathering, she's got some stuff up there. D&D. Definitely.
0: She's, she's got a lot yeah. of like Pride merch and dice Now that I've looked back at it, like she's got some fun stuff. She's, she does some neat things and she'll take like, what's it called? When I just reach out and have you pay commissions. She takes commissions.
1: Yeah. So definitely check that out. She's great. Thank you to the one and only Cordell Hutchison for editing this episode together. This show is produced by the two of us speaking from two different microphones in two different places. And we still don't know how to end the show. Oh man, he's over here now. Rasputin,
0: get out of here, you piece of garbage! No, no,
1: no, no! How did he travel over two hours in that fast of time? He's so fast! Die, Rasputin, die! Die! Get him! (laughs)